My Dead Wife, the Robot Car is a 10-episode improvised series from Matt Besser out now on Stitcher Premium. When Matt signed on to be one of the first testers of self-driving cars, he had no idea that the AI personality of its operating system was his dead ex-wife. My Dead Wife, the Robot Car features Matt Besser, Horatio Sands, Daniel Schneider, John Gabris, and more. Listen now on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash robot and use promo code PYHT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming on to the UCB! Put your hands together. Put Please your hands together. Please put your hands together. How is everybody? Oh, come on. What's with that energy? Let's go. Give it to me. Bring it. That's what I'm talking about. You can't come with the first claps with a woo. You can't do that with me. Look at the fucking jacket I'm wearing. I'm flagging in my pocket. Not flagging. Not actually flagging. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Only the queer people know what I'm talking about. All the straight people are like trying to hail a cab. What are you talking about? Putting up an American flag? No. I'm not going to explain it to you. Look it up. Be horrified. Straight people. How many straight people do we have in the audience today? Clap it up if you're straight. Whoa, the lights. I did not want the lights on. All right, I gotta say, that's too many straight people. Some of you are gonna have to go. This is not a straight show. We only allow like five of you into this. I hope for just a second you thought I was serious. That's the queer experience. Anyway, that little second, that's us and that's why we're so fucking funny. Cause we're just like, ooh, ooh. Am I supposed to be in here? No? Fuck it, I'm staying. And my hair looks fucking amazing. Anyway, I meant in the joke, but I also meant right now. You understand, breaking the fourth wall. I've had upwards of five haircuts this summer. Anybody else going through some haircut-related trauma? Yeah. (laughs) I had like a pompadour for, I don't know, 20 years. And um, (laughs) one person got that. I love when one person thinks something's really funny because they really get it. And everybody else is like... I'm still thinking about flagging. I don't understand. Is it a football thing? You don't seem like a football person. You're right. I'm not a football person. This is the worst time of year. Why would you watch football when you could be watching baseball? That's what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> Appropriate response. No, I uh, cut my, like, whatever it was off of my head. <laughs> All of it was on the floor. And then I got, like, a fashion mullet. And then people that I'm friends with in, like, uh, Omaha were like, that ain't no mullet. And then I got, like, mullet shamed by (laughs) friends and family in my life. And I'm like, I I know. Do you think I could have a real mullet right now? (laughs) Like, I look like I just got done welding. Like, I'm really going to get a job that way. I'm already pushing the envelope very far. Every time I get an audition, it's like, "Mm, tomboy. 
doesn't take any guff. And then I go to the audition, and it's me and 20 ponytails. And I'm like, oh, I'm just the, I'm the placebo in here. They're just trying to see. So I feel like I go in audition, and then the casting directors just turn to each other. They're like, see, I told you that's not what we wanted. <laughs> I told you you can't have an actual butch lesbian play a butch lesbian. You can't. It's too, it's too hot. It's too... <laughs> It's too spicy. It's too real. It's too spicy. <laughs> uh, the visibility is too spicy. So anyway, I had a fashion mullet. I was shamed for my fashion mullet. I should have been. I understand. And then I went even further, and I got a baseball mullet with stripes on the side, which was fun for a while. Uh, and I just got. I mean, straight up, I got a lot of respect from just dudes on the street. <laughs> It just, like, moved me into a different space. I was just, like, walking around. Like, I was a gas station. Do you understand? You know, like, when you're on a road trip and, like, the gas stations suck, and then you go into one that you're like, oh, fuck it, this gas station is great. That's the gas station I was. And I was just walking around Los Angeles with all the things that you wanted. Dudes were just like, sup? <laughs> I went to Kansas City once and I was like looking at shit. I don't know, great description. I've been in a writer's room for the first time in my life and I'm just like, I don't know how words are anymore. Um, so I was in Kansas City in like a skate shop, but also it had other shit, one of those things. And I was like looking around, I was like looking at stuff like this and this guy's like, hey dude, how can I help you? And I was like, oh, I'm just looking around. And he was like, <laughs> like very woke like very Kansas City woke just going like fuck I, I think I know the answer to this one boom what a so yeah <laughs> but I did and then I then I then I went too far and I like the lines started to grow in so it's like I gotta get new lines I gotta get I gotta get new lines. I gotta get new lines. And then I went and got like a lightning bolt on the side of my head. I don't know what happened. It looked like, I don't know, like I fell asleep on some curling irons or something. I don't It was weird. Like my, the top of my head looked like a DreamWorks animation poster. All right, that description didn't work. That one only worked in my brain. Anyway, I'm pretty good at like DreamWorks hero face. <laughs> Wait, sorry, you guys didn't get it. Good, tepid response. That's what I needed. Thank you. My ego is a little bit bigger. So that was like too much, and I was like, oh my god, this is way too far into like shit kicker territory. So then I just like cut it all off, and now it's doing this. So hey, that's the progression of my haircut this summer. Also like dyed the mullet red, and so now I just have red spots, and people keep going, are you, oh, no, you're fine. Okay, that's just, I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, me neither, I don't know. Well, I pulled up uh, my car, and I always valet, because I'm on a first name basis with the valet gentleman, Fabian, to our left over there, always tip. And um, so I use the valet because I come here every week. Anyway, whatever, I'm not fancy. <laughs> so stressed that you think I'm fancy, that I use a valet. Anyway, 
And it was a different dude because he gave me a ticket. I don't even get a ticket anymore. That's how much I use it. I don't even get a ticket. I'm just on the honor system. And that's how I want to live my life is just on the honor system. Like, I'm just walking through, man. I don't want anything. That's pretty much it. So he opens the door. He's like, hey, sir, how are you doing? It was like a hard sir, too. Which these days I'm fine with. Like, it's actually fun when I'm in Los Angeles. Other places, <laughs> not so much. But in Los Angeles, it's kind of an adventure. And he was like, what's up, sir? And I was like, uh, not, not much. Because it's also, like, super formal. Like, this gets a sir? I don't think so. <laughs> Come on. And he's like, where are you going, sir? I was like, UCB. He's like, all right, sir. I'm like, this is going so far. <laughs> It's a very fun trip. Anyway, there's no, whatever. Not flagging, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm working on my anger. Talked about that before. I've like gotten <laughs> Working on my anger. <clears throat> Steve looks like it. <laughs> like this outfit is angry, probably. Thank you. Um, it definitely is because I'm wearing it. Anyway. <laughs> So I stopped using uh, social media. I got to that point. But I feel great about it because I didn't make a fucking announcement. So, yeah, I just did it. And now I'm telling all of you. I waited a couple days until I told actual human beings to their actual face. Just got to a point where I was, you know, like using Instagram more than Twitter and, uh, you know, like using the stories because I thought this is like fun and I'm expressing myself. And then I looked at the top, you know, the bar of like the it tells you how many things you've done. And it started to look like an SOS sort of a Morse code. <laughs> I was like, I think if, let's pull back a little bit. It's not so much a story as it is an account that will be read later. Um, and I also just realized, like, does Brett Kavanaugh know that I'm this angry about him? No, he doesn't at all. What is that doing for the earth? Nothing. It's just making me get weird haircuts. Which is good and bad, but, you know, gotta walk that razor's edge. Also, so, the only, I'm not, like, ingesting news, and I went to work today, so I did get news from other people. Um, does everybody know who Jeffrey Owens is? Great. I'm glad that people know who that is. Grateful for that. So he played, it, his name was Alvin, right? On the Cosby show? And uh, Alvin, thank you. And uh, Fox was like shaming him for having a, a job at Trader Joe's. And I just wonder, um, that's the guy that we're worried about from the Cosby show? <laughs> that guy. Is there another guy we should maybe still be talking about from the Cosby show and the stuff that he's doing with his life? <laughs> All right, we've moved on. Okay, great. Let's see. Yeah, an internet break. Oh, yeah, I had a, a screaming Lyft driver the other day. Um, he was a Nigerian man, an immigrant, and he started screaming. Well, because somebody cut him off, and I was very much on his side about the situation. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was crazy. She just totally cut you off. That was insane. Like, whatever. And then he just started screaming, and then he told me how police brutality is the person's fault. And I was like, I've never wanted to get out of a lift more in my life. <laughs> he screamed at me all the way to LAX. That was on Sunset that he was cut off. <laughs> and he was a very 
large person, just like a very large man. And as you know, if you're regulars, fans of my work or whatever, you know that I love to sit in the front of a fucking lift. So I was two inches away from like a screaming 300 pound man who was screaming at me about police brutality and how it was the person's fault. And I was just going like, you're gonna get on a plane soon and everything's gonna be fine. (laughs) Everything will be fine. I just stopped talking and he screamed the whole way. And then of course I gave him a three-star rating and a $2 tip because I just can't not do it. All right, are you guys ready to start this show? I am very ready. There's a ton of amazing comedians on this show and I'm really excited about the whole show, but specifically we have a really great, amazing uh, uh, guest comic first up. And I'm pretty stoked about it. You're gonna be pretty stoked about it. Let's see if I can do this. I promised Ryan I was gonna do it. And Hannah, please give a warm welcome to Conan O'Brien! I love my Tomboy X underwear. You know that about me. Rhea Butcher, Tomboy X wearer. I absolutely love them. There's really not any underwear that I don't like from Tomboy X, so I'll just start there. It's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Underwear with more frills than function, or underwear that your mom got you to fem you up. It's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. Tomboy X. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras. All in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints. And, most of all, they have options from extra small to 4X, so regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. So go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Put your hands together listeners will get an extra 15% off with the code hands together. Again, just use the code hands together for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together. everybody right here you were here you saw it carrie you good great awesome i'm just being good to my friend okay great we have so many more comedians what a great show we already have it's gonna keep being good that was kind of a song but also not because i can't sing (laughs) yeah okay i'm it's a joke Are you ready to keep the show going? Great. You can keep that applause going for this next comic, who I love, one of my favorites. Give it up for Jared Logan. Yes. Yes, it's me, Fat Conan O'Brien. Yes, Fat Conan is here. He always travels with his fat double. It's part of the act. Hello, my name is Jared Logan. I am from Morgantown, West Virginia. Really? That's the first time I've gotten that reaction. Uh, 
You know, I was raised Pentecostal Christian in Morgantown, West Virginia. And right now, there's a lot of debate about abortion and when a human life is created. And I want you guys to know that as a Christian, I was raised that a human life is created the moment that the tip of the penis is exposed to open air. Yes. Yes. I really was raised Pentecostal Christian, and the Pentecostal church, every Sunday, someone gets saved. If you don't know what getting saved is, I would compare it to, you know how in the Catholic church, they go into a dark room with a secret man and tell him everything that they're ashamed of? Well, in the Pentecostal church, everyone has to watch that. And it is brutal. It's so boring. Someone goes up there, he talks to the preacher. It's this long 20-minute ordeal. I would compare watching someone get saved to watching someone get proposed to in the restaurant you're in. It feels very emotional for them, but you're just sort of like, where is our server? You know what I mean? (laughs) feel like this is delaying my frittata. Hi, I had a frittata. No, I'm happy for them. Is the frittata coming? Could you check with the cook? Some of these jokes are new. I had writer's... I had writer's block for a while, so I got a self-help book called The War of Art. Don't read it. Self-help has to be up to date. I read halfway through this book. I, I looked at the copyright 2001. And all the advice was from 2001. Because at one point, the writer was trying to convince me to not give up. And he wrote, you want to hear the story of someone who never gave up? Lance Armstrong. (laughs) No, that's not helpful. That ended in chaos. I can't use that. I have come a long way uh, from... West Virginia, I am now a coastal liberal elite. (laughs) Because of that, I went to the protest march for immigration a couple weeks ago to make myself feel better. (laughs) That's why you go to the protest march. They didn't let anybody out of prison when I walked the 10 blocks. I went to go, look how many people agree with me. Doing pretty good. But even at the protest march, I am critical of the other marchers. Because people start chants at the march, and some of the chants are better than others. (laughs) One guy's chant was great. I loved it. It went, abolish ice, abolish ice. I was like, that's good. I'll do that. And I did it. Abolish ice. And I felt angry and powerful. But then another guy started a chant that went, no cage, no walls. This country shall remain free for all. And we were all like, we're not doing that one. I'm not learning 10-2 rhythm for your chant. Go back to your fame high school and shorten your chant. I don't speak in iambic pentameter. Here's my Donald Trump joke. My big problem with Donald Trump, and it's my only problem, is that Donald Trump is now ruining movies for me. Because now, when they mention the president in a movie, 
the movie doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> I, was wa- I was watching the new Mission Impossible movie, and at one point a character in the movie was like, a character was like, the president knows about the mission, and I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense then. <laughs> Because if our president knew about the mission, he'd be tweeting like, just sent Ethan Hunt on a very hush hush mission. Lots of stolen nukes in the wind, thanks to Obama administration. <laughs> That's my Donald Trump impression. I'm auditioning for SNL next week. I'm gonna come in and be like, this is Donald Trump. And then I'm going to bleed from my eyes. Uh, What else can I tell you? I am married. Uh, I have... Wow. Uh, I love being married. It's uh, way better than being single. You know that, right? So much better. Uh, sometimes my single friends will come over and hang out with my wife and I they'll hang out with me and my wife and uh, and I realize why they're single I can tell you if you're single I can tell you what it is you're you're afraid of conflict because sometimes my wife and I will have a conflict. We'll start, we'll kind of have like a little, a little spat while my single friend is there. My wife will be like, did you bring the juice? And I'll be like, oh, I forgot. And she'll be like, well, we can't have the smoothies now. And then my single friend will go, okay, I cannot. Are you guys, should I call 911? Are you gonna, are you gonna hurt each other? And I've got some bad news for them. You have got to be able to fight. Uh, marriage is a 40-year-long argument, and it makes you strong. I'm better for it. Do you understand? Now I can tell you why I parked like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're like, why did you park like that? I'm like, oh, I got five reasons why I parked like this. I'll tell you right now why they, the car is parked the way it is. And that, that's strength. Okay, last thing, last thing. So there's a new movie coming out called First Man. It stars uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, who I love. And it's about Neil Armstrong and the moon landing, right? Now, what they often do in these biopic movies is they'll get an amazing actress. They, they, They did for this one. They got the actress Claire Foy, who's in The Crown, who's just an incredible actress. She can do every... Different. I mean, she has amazing range, right? But like, like they do so often in this biopic, Claire Foy gets to play in First Man. She gets to play the wife, and she gets to, you know, she, her whole role is like, you better be careful out there, Neil. And that's her whole role. But then you can tell that someone at the movie studio was a bit of a feminist, because they were like, no, you are not going to just be supportive at home, Claire Foy. We're going to write a scene where you go into NASA and you're supportive, you know? So there's a scene where she marches into NASA and she tells them off. She's like, you better be careful out there. And they're like, feminism, we did it. But if I were her, when they wrote my new scene, I'd be like, I'm not doing this. I demand for my character to be an alcoholic who is unsupportive of the moon landing. So that there's a scene where Neil comes home and she's like, well, look who decided to show up. 
How was Neptune, Neil? One small step for man, you can't even take out one small bag of garbage. You piece of garbage. Have a good night, bye. Jared Logan, everybody. Jared, I think you should call your album Unsupportive of the Moon Landing. <laughs> One more time for Jared Logan, everybody. That was hilarious. All right, we are going to keep the show right on rolling with this next comic. You may have seen them on Take My Wife Season 2. Give it up for Irene, too! Woo! Hello, uh, I am a girl. <laughs> I have to say that right away, because sometimes people are like, is that a teenage Asian boy on stage? Uh, nope, just a lesbian. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like both, you know? I did skateboard here, so could go either way. Uh, I hate going to public bathrooms, though, because I never know which one I should go into, right? I think I should just start going to the men's room because no one would say anything to me. But I don't want people to think that I'm pooping all the time. You know? It's like weird to take 30 second long poops, okay? <laughs> like, I don't want to pee for 30 seconds, sit in the stall for 10 minutes. Like, uh, is this a long enough poop? Uh, how many plopping noises should I make into the toilet so you believe me, guy in the stall next to me, right? It's uh, two plops, by the way. <laughs> the research uh, anymore sounds like you're having a problem so <laughs> nobody likes that but usually I go to the ladies room right which I like better anyways it smells nice it's clean but whenever I'm in there a lady will always uh, look at me and then look at the bathroom sign very confused uh, and then look back at me and then point to the bathroom sign and go this is the women's bathroom yeah as if I can't read drawings <laughs> right like we all saw the little triangle like that's a skirt like I know you know I've worn a triangle before you know <laughs> one time I wore a triangle one time and I was like I don't like triangles so now I just wear uh, two rectangles <laughs> but that lady's always looking at me like she's expecting something so I think the next time it happens I'm just gonna like pull my tampon out and give it to her, you know? <laughs> like, is this what you wanted? <laughs> Are you the bathroom bridge troll? So, <laughs> gotta pay your tampon a pee. I didn't know, you know? Uh, I'm single. I don't know if anyone in here is single and happy about it, uh, but you're wrong. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's horrible. It's like, why am I alive? Uh, I'm kidding, but am I? Uh, <laughs> truly have too much free time right now, you know? Like, you know when you're dating someone, you're like, oh, I don't have time to hang out with my friends because, like, I got my person, right? And then when you're alone, you're like, I think 24 hours is too many hours in a day. <laughs> Honestly, there should just be 12, okay? <laughs> like, eight hours to sleep, four hours to eat. Like, that's plenty. I don't need the other 12 hours, right? Like, right now, I'm just learning how to juggle. <laughs> For no reason, okay? I'm just killing time. No one needs to learn how to juggle. And my friend heard about this, and he's like, oh, uh, why don't you just go volunteer or something? And I was like, oh, nah. 
Like, I'd rather juggle, okay? Why would I help someone right now? I'm sad, you know? I want to be the needy one, right? It just seems offensive to serve food to a homeless person and then cry into it, you know? He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm alone. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, fine, you win. You win. I'm just not used to it because my girlfriend and I, we were together for two years, uh, too long. Um, Yeah, the whole time I was like, we should probably break up, but I didn't want to do it because who wants to break up with somebody? That's not a fun activity, right? That's something you put at the bottom of your to-do list and then you just keep putting it off every day. You're like, oh, I ran out of time again <laughs> for two years, you know? <laughs> just never got to that one. But right before we broke up, she actually found out she was sick, she had this illness, and she told me, and I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. Uh, now we have to be together forever. <laughs> you know, like, I waited one day too long. Should have broke with you yesterday when you're healthy. Like, ah, my bad. Didn't see that one coming, right? Because you can't break up with somebody when they're sick, then you're an asshole, right? You can't be like, hey, I'm not breaking up with you because you're sick. I'm breaking up with you because you're a bad person, right? Like, you can't say that out loud. So I was like, ah, I guess we're getting married, you know? It's the only solution, right? My friends are like, how'd you propose? I'm like, well, um, she told me she was ill. Uh, I wanted people to think kindly of me. <laughs> So now we're just doing it, you know? It's very romantic, you know, just stuck forever, right? I felt like, um, you know that moment in the Titanic when uh, Rose is holding on to Jack and she's like, I'll never let you go. And then he dies and she's like, bye. <laughs> felt like I gotta wait for that moment. <laughs> and I could finally be free. Uh, but she broke up with me, so it all worked out. It's fine, it's fine. I know when I started that analogy, you guys thought it was going to be Jack, because like this hair. Uh, but I'm Rose, because I live till the end of the movie. So, yeah, feel a little bit mad telling jokes about my ex-girlfriend, but she uh, might not live to hear them anyway. So, who cares? Who cares? Uh, I'm kidding, okay? She's been dead. Uh, to me, to me. Oh, my God. Some of you got very concerned about a person who may not be real, so <laughs> these are jokes. Chill out, it's gonna be fine. Uh, no, I'm kidding, she's fine, probably. I don't know, she didn't text me back. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she's like ghosting me or she's a ghost. You know, it's really <laughs> up in the air on that one. Uh, I used to do this game with audience members where I asked them what celebrity they think I looked like, and then I had to stop because people were mean. Um, <laughs> Yeah, someone in the audience would always shout out, you look like the guy from The Hangover. Yeah, which first of all, that's not a name, okay? (laughs) Second of all, we all know who you're talking about, Bradley Cooper. (laughs) But another time someone's like, no, 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 you kind of look like Jeremy Lin, the basketball player. And I was like, "Uh, I'm pretty sure that's racist again, Uh, because we're nothing alike, okay? He went to Harvard to play basketball, and I actually got into college. (laughs) and he's Taiwanese and I'm from a real UN recognized country (laughs) America okay I know you guys were thinking racist Uh, I'm just kidding I know Taiwan is real I was forced to say otherwise by the Chinese government (laughs) please don't get offended by that joke my ex-girlfriend is actually Taiwanese uh, and a fucking hater so (laughs) thank you guys so much I've been Irene too have a great night
Marvel just released Wolverine The Long Night, their first ever scripted podcast for free. You can hear it right now online or in your podcast app. It starts when a fishing boat is found off the coast of Burns, Alaska. Special agents Sally Pierce and Tad Marshall arrive to find out who or what killed the crew. Their primary suspect is a drifter named Logan, but the local police won't cooperate, and there's more going on in Burns than meets the eye. The podcast stars Richard Armitage as Wolverine. You might know him as Thorin from the Hobbit movies, with Celia Keenan-Bolger as Agent Pierce and Otto Asando as Agent Marshall, also featuring Bob Balaban, Scott Adsit, and Chris Gethard. You haven't heard anything like this before. The sound design, acting, and writing are truly amazing. You got to check it out. Listen to Wolverine, The Long Night for Free, in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And visit WolverinePodcast.com for more info. Keep it going for Irene! Irene and I have nothing in common. (laughs) Um... I have to keep the show going, but I have to say this. Irene uh, lives in uh, Oakland, and I was going to do her show, and then I couldn't do her show, but she said that she was going to show her tampon. I got to Oakland and immediately began menstruating, and I was like, sorry to my friend. I was like, I gotta gotta go put a tampon in, and she was like, what the fuck? You're not on Diva Cups yet? I was literally in the Bay Area for five minutes. And I was assaulted for my tampon choice. (laughs) I would love to do my 30-minute bit on diva cups versus tampons. I don't have the time. But I am an OB man. I always have been. That's my brand, man. I can't switch from that shit. And I've been through the shit with OB. Because when I tell people that I used OB 10 years ago, they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you live in the woods? I put the time in with OB. I can't just make the switch just like that. One more time for Irene, too. All right, we got two more comics left. How do you feel about it? I feel pretty good. Keep it going for Carly Ballerini. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Amazing. Uh, give it up for everybody you've seen tonight. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Um, I've been in L.A. for, like, uh, less than a day, and I just got in a fight with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> um, it was good. He's, like, a nice guy, but I was like, um, he was like, I like your glasses. And I was like, thank you. They're $15. And then he was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was like, rich people pay too much for their glasses. And then he got mad at me. So, um, hello. (laughs) It's Zenny Optical, and it's a dope website. Um, So, um, I, uh, I, yeah, I just got here. I usually do a thing where um, someone introduces me, and they're like, uh, she works for uh, Cards Against Humanity. And then everybody is like, oh, my God, I play that. <laughs> and then I come out and I'm like, isn't that amazing? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, did you know that I'm still poor? <laughs> <laughs> 
I had no idea that was going to happen, to be honest. Like, I do this constantly, like, all the time. I, like, tour around. Um, and then I do that, and, like, you write and stuff, and people are, like, playing your game, and then you're still poor. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, um, anyway. Um, okay, this is going to be, like, a... It's very quick, so I just have to get it. So, okay. Um, look. My mom, okay, is a bipolar clown, and that is not an insult. Those are just two things that she is. She is, listen to me. Listen to me. She's like a bipolar lady, and that's fine. That's a-okay. We know all, all of us, right? But she met my dad, okay, in a mental institution. <laughs> and then went to clown college. <laughs> That's like how supervillains are made. <laughs> and then, she, and then she didn't even she didn't even tell us when she was going to clown like she didn't tell us where she was going every day. Okay, so the way that we found out, so the way that I found out that my mom was a clown was one day I came home from school. And there was just a clown in my kitchen. <laughs> but it was uh, but it was the back of her, because she was doing the, the dishes in full clown gear. So it was like the back of her. Which, by the way, a clown in your kitchen, not on your birthday, is so much different. So it was like the back of her. And then she just like turned around. Was like I graduated. <laughs> I was like, this is what happens when you graduate? <laughs> so then I didn't graduate <laughs> um, from anything. Um, okay, good. So that went fine. Okay. Listen. I've only been here for like 24 hours and like I know that this is going to offend some people. If you're a witch, this is not about you specifically. <laughs> but a lot of my friends have been coming up to me lately and being like, Carly, I'm a witch now. <laughs> Did you hear that I'm a witch now? I have like a crystal. <laughs> and I'm always like, no, you're not. You're not a witch. My mom was a witch. Again, that is not an insult. That is a third thing that she was. <laughs> 
like I was thinking about it and like if she had like a business card at the time, okay? It would have been like, "Hello, I'm a clown witch. I'm a I'm like a witch clown. I do birthdays and can talk to your dead son." Like a Anyway, so uh, so okay. One day she came up to me as I was about to leave and she was like, Carly, here is a muffin. I want you to take this to Tom. And Tom was this man that she um, had a crush on at the time. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and as I was like going to leave, she was like, oh, Carly, before you go, I want you to make sure that you watch him eat it. And I was like, but why? <laughs> and then she said, because Carly, my menses is in it. And he has to eat it to complete the spell. <laughs> so when you guys are like, I'm a witch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, have you ever sent your firstborn with a period muffin to your crush's house? No? Then I don't believe you. Okay, you guys have been pretty fun. Uh, thank you guys. Have a good night. We did it. We've done another show. How do you feel about it? Wait a minute. We got one final comic left. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty great. This next comic, also a friend of the show, guess what? You may have also seen her on season two of Take My Wife. I yelled a little bit there. Give it up for Teresa Lee! guys I'll tell you guys a little bit about me I have a twin sister the thing is my sister works out and I don't and we look the same <laughs> one of us is doing it right my twin sister are very different like we're total opposite she's the kind of person who will post a selfie in her workout gear and caption it went for a morning run hashtag blessed you know she's like happy and I'm the opposite of that you know smart so. <laughs> My twin sister's a musician and I'm a comedian, so my parents didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> I am doing comedy full time, but I had a pretty slow summer, so I picked up a side job waitressing. And when I told my friends and family that, their response was, oh, where do you work? I'll come visit you. I'm like, if you had that attitude about my comedy career, <laughs> we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I was recently in Taiwan. Irene was shitting on Taiwan earlier. I am Taiwanese. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> I was there, and while I was there, I went to see a fortune teller, because they don't have therapists there. 
Like Taiwanese people are very superstitious. They go to fortune tellers every year when they're pregnant, when you're graduating, which I think is fine to be superstitious. I just think it's weird to believe in ghosts and refuse to believe in depression, you know? <laughs> very bizarre. Like in high school, I told my mom I was depressed and she said, just be happy. <laughs> good advice. That's like if you went to a doctor and you were like, I have a cough, and the doctor was like, have you tried not being a whiny little bitch? <laughs> so I went to this fortune teller and she looked at my chart and then she looked at me and she was like, Teresa, your future is riddled with men who will hurt you. And I was like, yeah, I know the definition of men. <laughs> Can you be more specific? <laughs> Are any of them rich? I'm just tired of getting ghosted by dog walkers, you know? <laughs> I did have to break up with a guy recently. Uh, he was white, but I thought I could change him. <laughs> he's like the kind of guy who makes his identity being woke, you know? Like, he's like one of the good ones. But he's like more offended if I'm offended by something he said. I call them sleepwalkers, that's what I call them. Like, he texted me when he watched Black Panther to let me know how good he thought it was. Like, I was his black friend. Like, he tried to explain Taiwanese food to me. I'm like, I'm from Taiwan, you're from Georgia. One time we got back from being out at night, it was like 2 a.m., and he was like, do you want to watch something? And I was like, sure, thinking we put something on like The Office, you know, background noise. And he was like, how about Dear White People? I'm like, that's your homework, you do that on your own time. <laughs> don't want to answer questions. I should have ended things like right away, but I kind of waited a while. And I think I did it because like, you guys ever go to a bar and there's like a long line for the bathroom and you have to wash your hands? You don't have to go, you just have to wash your hands, but you go in there and the toilet's dirty. So what do you do? You clean the toilet, right? Because you can't leave the bathroom. People are gonna think you made the mess. Like I wanted to fix his racism before I released him back into the wild, you know? <laughs> just didn't want people to see us dating and think, we thought Teresa had better taste. Like a manic, privileged dream girl. <laughs> so I did start seeing someone new. I like him a lot. Um, the first time we had sex, though, he stopped me and was like, do you like to talk? And I was like, about our hopes and dreams? <laughs> I realized he meant dirty talk. And I do, I like to dirty talk, but I wasn't prepared for a cold reading, you know? <laughs> you can just spring that on someone the first time you have sex. Like, do you guys ever think about going back to improv just to get better at dirty talk? <laughs> he was like, do you like that? I was like, yes, and we're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's sinking, oh no. <laughs> he also kept doing this thing, he was like, what do you want? Tell me what you want. And I was like, I don't know, for this to be enough. <laughs> There's this billboard by my house where I live. Of course, that's where I live. It says, when you die, you will see God. I like this billboard because I like to think that when you die, you meet God and he's just like, well, what'd you think? <laughs> like he's like your aspiring screenwriter friend who's always trying to get you to read his screenplays. He's just like, did you like it? Did you like it? Did you like the part at the end where I'm real? <laughs> like, I don't know, I thought it was a little on the nose. <laughs> I 
My dad is a born-again Christian. He's like very religious and he loves looking for secret signs in the universe. They're usually numbers. Like for example, if we're at a wedding, he'll turn to me and be like, Teresa, the bride's 27, the groom's 30. 27 plus 30 is 57. Five plus seven is 12. There are 12 apostles of Jesus. <laughs> you should go to grad school, you know? It's like, the number my dad is obsessed with right now, I kid you not, is the number 69. <laughs> and he's from Taiwan, he doesn't know what it means, but he likes that number because my little brother's biking number was 69. And my little brother passed away a few years ago and he was a teenage boy when he died, but he picked that number because he was a teenage boy. <laughs> he thought it would be funny and it was very funny, but after he died, my dad saw his jersey and was like, 69. Psalm 69 was the first Bible verse I ever read. It's a sign. So now my dad takes pictures of the number 69 whenever he sees it in the world and sends it to my entire family group chat. He sent us a selfie last week from the DC airport in front of gate 69. It's just his face, the number 69. I wanted to see the reaction of people passing him so bad, just like... <laughs> but I had to say something, because I don't want people thinking my dad's a perv. So I was like, Dad, you should know the number 69 has a sexual connotation in American culture. And he said, well, the cross at one point was a form of punishment, but now it's a sign of salvation. he kind of has a point because 69 is both a form of punishment and salvation <laughs> it's also the worst sex position and I know people never agree with me on this or they just pretend they like it because they think it sounds generous to pretend you like it just because you put two things together that people enjoy does not mean it will make it better Okay, I enjoy getting my nails done, but I would enjoy getting my nails done a lot less if like while I was getting my nails done, I also had to suck a dick, you know? <laughs> That's it for me, give it up for your host, Ria. <laughs> Teresa Lee, everybody let her hear it. Keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. What a great show. Fuck yeah. I'll be here next week. I'll see you then. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.